Kind of a slow few days. But it's Tuesday, it's 2 o'clock, and that means we chat with the Speaker of the North Carolina House, Tim Moore. Mr. Speaker, how are you? Kind of a slow news cycle, huh? Yeah, didn't tell the truth. Good to be with you today. Uh, I appreciate it, as always. So uh, I guess right to it, right? Um, Is there going to be an effort to draw new maps? When and how? So we are certainly going to draw new maps. We are looking at the uh, the order from the Supreme Court, and it's very difficult to really understand what they are asking. It's almost just like they're saying be fair, which, of course, we thought we were fair with what we did before. But we're going to go through, look at some of the metrics that are looked at and considered out there, things like the efficiency gap and uh, some of these means that are, are put in place through some mathematical formulas. And, uh, and so we're going to work to try to do something uh, that, that we think the court would uphold. But we also are looking at an appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. There was a decision that came down yesterday where they upheld the maps in Alabama, and we think that that would certainly embolden our case. And so we're hoping that the, uh, that the, the court will be fair with what we do to try to work within that, but certainly if we feel like the court is not, uh, then we reserve the right to uh, take this for the U.S. Supreme Court as well. So the the Alabama case is that my reading of Kavanaugh's uh, opinion was that it was essentially Purcell related, right? Like it's it's too close to an election, you're going to throw it all into chaos, and so give them time to litigate the case. Essentially, and I know a lot of people like losing their minds over it, but it, it they 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 didn't say like we're ruling on the merits of the case, right? Well, I think they I, I think at the core of that they recognized the constitutional authority and responsibility of the legislature to draw those maps and that a legislature should be afforded a great deal of uh, discretion and authority when it comes to that. And if you look, uh, Pete, at what the state Supreme Court did in their decision, they actually are significantly undercutting that constitutional authority. And and the other, the other uh, uh, issue is that you know, while while the state court is reviewing it on state law, the U.S. Supreme Court has made clear in other um, cases that where it also does affect federal elections, which it would in this case with Congress, mm-hmm. that uh, the U.S. Supreme Court will take the case. And we believe that if we go that route, that they would take it and that they would deal with it, both in terms of the congressional maps, but as well as the legislative maps. So that we, we feel really good about that. We also... Uh, I mean, before the three-judge panel, bear in mind, this panel upheld our maps. And this is the panel that is going to be given the opportunity to review what we do now. So we're going to take what the Supreme Court has um, uh, laid out as least best we can understand it. And when we go through that, and, and we're going to look at trying to make some of the districts, I guess, under their argument, more fair. Um, I mean, the reality is, I'll give you an example. You can't draw a Republican state house district in downtown Durham. You're probably not going to do it. But guess what? You probably can't draw a Democratic state house district in Lexington, North Carolina. Uh, they're just that's just the way the state. You find the state all over the place, and you know you've got more. Give me an example, Pete. And I kind of wonder where the outrage is from Democrats. Out of all of the Democratic House members, I think it's 12 seats. In Mecklenburg County, 
only one is a Republican. Wake County, same thing. Mm-hmm. And 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 you do some of the arguments of the Democrats is that those districts aren't fair. I mean, do they want it all? Is that what yes. they want? Yes, that's a fair map. And so it's just you you kind of wonder what what what's what's their I mean I know their ultimate goal is to be in the majority, but at the end of the day, they need to respect the will of the voters, the voters that put this Republican legislature in office. Right, yeah, and well, and they would argue, well, the, the voters didn't do that because of the gerrymandered lines. And, that, and so we didn't get a fair shot to do that, even though the lines that were used in the last election were the lines that were drawn by the courts, right, or, or drawn after the last court, uh, round of court uh, uh, rulings. Uh, you know, I, and, and how, how do you respond to some circular reasoning like that, right? Right. You just yeah. can't. It's not. It's not intellectually honest when they do that. So, um, at some point, as a, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, as a, as a, as a lawyer, at some point, do you, do you risk peeling away so much of the infrastructure around the law that it's essentially meaningless? Right. That, that like, it, I'm not a lawyer, but I should be able to read it and understand. Here are the criteria. These are the rules. There, the court didn't give you any guidance on that, but all I see is more interpretation and divination of meaning behind language that did not exist or certainly is not in the clear text of it. And to me, that seems corrosive to the, uh, to the law itself. What the Supreme Court has done, and if it continues down this path, is causing significant damage to the rule of law, and to the constitutional checks and balances of power in this state. I mean, the Constitution is clear, Pete. It is the authority and it is the responsibility of the North Carolina legislature to draw the legislative districts. It is not the responsibility of the court. The only time the court should get involved is if the, is if the General Assembly has, has run afoul of the state constitution. And so why is it that the redistricting that has been upheld for decades and centuries, where the legislature's had that, is all of a sudden now being deemed to run afoul of the Constitution. And it's under something as nebulous, basically, as a fairness doctrine. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nowhere that, how do you even, what does that mean? And to your point, you should know what the law is. It's like if the speed limit was, instead of having a number, it said, just drive nice. What does that mean? Uh, and, and so there needs to be certainty in the law. And, and with all due respect to the Supreme Court, what they've done in the interest of pushing a political partisan agenda is doing damage to, uh, to the rule of law in this state. But you know what? Ultimately, it's going to be up to the voters in November this year, and i got a feeling that they're going to they're gonna set all this straight there. Um, why not uh, take this as an opportunity to create your own, quote, fair standard in other words if like if we're seeing this kind of litigation these types of actions it's not going to stop because we understand the politics behind the forces that are driving this stuff so why not seize to use a term that uh, is always attached to republicans pouncing and seizing how about take the opportunity and say you know what here is the fairness standard whatever it is you come up with whatever that standard is rather than you know not doing it and then letting what a uh, you know a four three Democrat court impose some sort of a nebulous fairness standard on the legislative body. Well, and that's what we will do in our redraw. In our redraw, you know what 
what some on the Democratic side try to argue is like for some sort of proportional representation, right. which has not been upheld as something by any court anywhere. And what that would mean is that um, if you had X percent for governor, then you should be that should be somehow reflected in the legislature. But that's not how it works. I mean, if we believe in folks being able to vote for their representatives for their districts, then those representatives are going to re- represent the values and beliefs of those districts. And if you look at the land mass of the state and the population that's spread out there, most of the state is conservative. What you have is you have the urban areas and some of the suburban areas are your concentration of, of liberal and Democratic voters. And so as a result, like I mentioned earlier, you won't have a Republican from downtown Durham. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that and so the the people are actually deciding who their representatives are. It's almost like the argument that the uh, uh, the Democrats want to make is they want uh, the court to pick who the voter who the voters uh, or who's going to represent the voters. And I think nothing could be more fundamentally undemocratic than that. Well, they only want the court to do it just for now until they can get back in control of the legislature. Then they'll totally be fine going back to the way it was before. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I think it, that's it the... cer- you know what? It certainly <laughs> looks that way. Yeah. Uh, House Speaker Tim Moore, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for your time, sir, as always. Appreciate it. Great to be with you.